now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hey there, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show is brought to you in part by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group, and Lori Zorn, insurance manager for Island Savings. If you need an opinion from experts in insurance and mortgages, you can always ask Denise and Lori. They are amazing people to talk with. If you need to find them, just go to our website, cfax1070.com, look under Shows, and there you'll find us, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe. There you'll find their contact information, or you can always find me online or on social media. Uh, speaking of which, if you're looking for a expert in the area of real estate to help you purchase or sell a property, you can also call me because I am, after all, a 26-year local veteran here and a top agent with Remax Camosun, Victoria's most productive real estate brokerage. Our guests today are from Urban Concierge Services, Chris Gunn, and we're going to be chatting also about the Real Estate Expo coming up with Liza Rogers, founder of the Women's Real Estate Network. Let's start our show as we often do, we always do, I should say, with our weekly listener question. If you have a question or curiosity about real estate, call us on our hotline, which is 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540 or find us online, again, at cfax1070.com, and we'll discuss it on the air. This week, we received an email from Sebastian. Sebastian writes, I am at a quandary. I have a trusted, I have a trusted agent we've used for four times in the past. However, an acquaintance's daughter has just become an agent, and we feel indebted to use her. We are looking for advice. This is a common question. So, first of all, I have to say, Sebastian, um, very it's 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 great for me as a real estate practitioner uh, to hear about loyal customers like yourself. You have used your past realtor for four transactions, and for us, just like any other business, the the whole aspect of having repeat and loyal past customers and clients is very important. It's one of the things that drives professionals in our business to provide an experience and provide service that uh, enables realtors to enjoy past customers instead of having to go out there and find new ones on a, on a regular basis. Uh, that being said, the situation that you're in right now is one that is common because, you know, the, the, I teach all the new agents that actually enter uh, both Victoria and Nanaimo, Vancouver Island. So I see uh, probably around 200 new faces on a yearly basis come into the real estate business on the island here. And it makes us wonder, well, where do these people get their business from? Well, I remember because I was a new agent once too, 26 years ago. Uh, We all began somewhere. We're all new. And I have to say, I got a lot of help from people that I knew, you know, family, friends, people that I worked with. Uh, Actually, not a lot of people that I worked with because I I worked at a restaurant. So not a lot of them were buying houses. Some of them did, actually, uh, which is great. Uh, So I got support from a lot of people uh, who acknowledged the fact that I was uh, breaking into a new business and, and needed some help. But that being said, I'm, I'm now putting my experienced realtor hat on. And, you know, with uh, an agent who's got a lot of experience, there's something to be said about an experience of an agent. Because something that I could not do as a first-year agent or even a five-year agent uh, was have the experience that other agents do. And why is experience important? It's, it's important because 
although most transactions run smoothly and things go, you know, generally speaking, a, a real estate transaction is not overly complicated. Most definitely not from the mindset of an agent anyways. It can be for a consumer. You know, people that haven't bought or sold a home in the past five years or, or 10 years or, or whatever, it might seem complicated. In reality, they're really not. And in that sense, you could have either a uh, 25-year agent or you can have a two-month agent. In a smooth transaction, things generally work pretty well. Now, that being said, sometimes they don't go smoothly. And sometimes um, things can get very, very complicated as far as, um, you know, give me an example, dates, lining up dates um, in a market like we've had in the past couple of years with multiple offers and bidding wars. That is a hugely complicated process. And I have to say, as an experienced agent, I've seen a lot of agents drop the ball when it comes to multiple offers and bidding wars. And and by the way, they're not just the brand new agents. There are often, too, some agents that have been in the market for a very long time, but maybe just don't have the experience of running things like bidding wars and, and multiple offers. So you can, we and you as a consumer can never foresee any problems that come forward, but it's always good to know that the person that you have on your side is somebody who's gone through the scenario, not just once or twice before, but many, many times before in past two. I often use the analogy of uh, an airline pilot. Now, unfortunately, we don't have the luxury of determining who our pilot's going to be on the flight that we take. But I think, I think you'd probably want to know that the person flying your plane is someone who has not only had a lot of hours of experience, but often somebody who has maybe uh, had a, a situation, a problematic situation that they have overcome based on their skills and their knowledge. You know, I often think about that um, uh, on the Hudson River in New York, uh, Captain Sully there. I mean, that is a, that's an amazing story. He saved all of these people uh, with his quick thinking and his experience and when, when I think about it, when I'm on an airplane, I want Captain Sully. I don't want somebody, they never tell us it's their first flight, right? They don't get on the, uh, on the radio and say, oh, you know, thanks for joining me. It's my first flight. Uh, I, I think if they did, we'd be kind of scared. Uh, and I'm not trying to compare a real estate transaction here with uh, something complicated like flying an airplane at all. But I'm just saying that generally speaking, things go smoothly. What you really want your real estate professional for is to be there when things don't go smoothly because things can go bad. Now, what goes bad in a real estate transaction? Uh, a number of things, but it all almost it almost always boils down to monetary consideration. And we've seen and heard of just too many cases where somebody has failed in the process and the court system is uh, quite robust and we've seen people get sued for lots and lots of money. And I'm not just talking about the real estate agents, by the way, I'm talking about buyers or sellers as well too. And that is what you need your real estate person uh, to do is to protect your best interest in your transaction. Going back to your question, Sebastian, you're wondering what to do about uh, your experienced agent versus this new one. Uh, I would recommend to you that you uh, have another conversation with your experienced agent. Uh, just get them to do a run-through of exactly what it is they do for clients. You know, I'm guessing you haven't bought or sold for a little bit. I know you said you've done it four times with them, but things change. You know, maybe there's new marketing uh, systems that they have in place, new service systems. You're going to want to get an update as to what they're doing for you and what they've done for other people recently too. You're going to want to have that same conversation 
with the new agent as well. Because regardless of the fact that um, it's a daughter, right? Yeah, that she is a, a daughter of an acquaintance, you still need to make sure that the per- the person you're hiring is capable and knows uh, what they're doing. And, and again, I'm not... I, I acknowledge, as I did from the very beginning, that we all start somewhere. But because of the fact that you've had such great experiences, I'm guessing, so far with this agent in the past, you're probably going to want to lean that way. And, and I will tell you this. Most new agents will understand this. They understand that you have a pre-existing relationship with another agent. They will understand that um, they probably don't have, well, they won't have the skills. It's just a fact. They won't have the skills and the experience to match your prior agent. And consequently, they, they should understand that loyalty is an important thing. And that is something that a new agent aspires to have, and they will at some point in time, is the loyalty of a client just like you, Sebastian. Thanks very much for your question. Uh, if any of you have a real estate question you'd like answered on our show, visit cfax1070.com, the website, or you can call our hotline, which is 250-414-6540. If you are a podcast listener, we are also on iTunes and Google Play. And again, it's The Whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe. And of course, we're always here every week for you here at CFAX 1070. We've got a great show coming up today. We're going to be talking about uh, bridge accommodations for those people that are afraid of being homeless for any short amount of time. I've been wanting to have this discussion for some time, so it's great to have Chris Gunn here in the studio. And also, we're going to be talking about the second Victoria Real Estate Investment Expo that will be happening on March the 3rd of 2018 uh, with the person who's running it, Liza Rogers. We're going to take a quick little break. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, and thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Last year held the first Victoria Real Estate Investment Expo. It was unheard of in Greater Victoria. Nobody really knew what it was. <laughs> and it happened um, uh, at the uh, Crystal Gardens uh, uh, Conference Center there. I have to say, I was there. It was an amazing event. With us right now is the event organizer, Liza Rogers. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me, Tony. And uh, thank you for being there last year. Mm-hmm. Last year was the first. And uh, as you mentioned in your earlier segment this morning, talking about overcoming something, yeah. we had to overcome the stigma of putting on an event in Victoria for the first time. Well, it is a similar story because we were talking about exactly. an experienced realtor versus a new one. Mm-hmm. This was a new event. Nobody new knew event. what to expect. Uh, and I, I have to say, I, I told you, I was very uh, pleasantly surprised. It was a great event. So uh, tell the listeners, what is the Victoria Real Estate Investment Expo? So the Victoria Real Estate Investment Expo is an opportunity to bring together people who can offer education, development, um, enlightenment, and all of those things that put the real estate puzzle together. When we talk about the real estate puzzle, we're talking about investing, we're talking about affordability, we're talking about the, the situation of the low vacancy that we have in the city and how do we overcome that. There's a whole number of things that touch on real estate and we like to try to cover as much of that as possible. One of the things that's important to realize is that we bring together businesses and have a lot of business-to-business opportunity, but really it's a consumer show. So it's for people who are first-time home buyers, people who are possibly getting into their first investment home, and so they're taking that first step into 
I own a home and now I want to be an investor, all the way up to savvy investors who are talking about putting syndicated deals together. You know, this is a very important point because we're used to seeing conferences and events which are industry specific. So it's the, you know, the real estate people, you know, all the people that are related to real estate industry. And what you said, uh, I, I noticed, which is, it is really unique to have a consumer event. And I met a whole bunch of people who were just like what you said. They were first-time buyers or people looking at their first investment property. And I, I, I can't help but think they got a lot of information out of the day that they spent there. Yes, and that was the feedback that we received as well. Uh, in the morning of the show, we had quite a few people who came in thought they were going to have a little walk around and visit the exhibitors, maybe listen to one session. And at lunchtime, they were popping out, grabbing a sandwich, coming back and saying, we didn't realize we were going to spend the whole day here. Yeah. People who came in the afternoon said, we wish we'd gotten here in the morning. Yes. So it, it really was a hugely educational event. Uh, and again, from the consumers and the business-to-business the business opportunity, uh, the feedback we got from, from people like yourself who didn't quite know what to expect. And, and you, you were the first person who had a lovely letter in my inbox on uh -huh. Monday morning saying, wow, you knocked it out of the park. So we were thrilled with that. And uh, again, I think the opportunity to, to really show that real estate, I mean, we, we talk about real estate morning, noon, and night from everything from transportation to affordability. It's an all-consuming conversation. Yeah. And when we can bring a number of experts together to start to clear the fog and help put the pieces of the puzzle together, it just it just relaxes everybody and takes some of the stress away. So the event is March the 3rd, 2018, and I know that you don't have your speakers list all uh, laid out quite yet, but let's, let's talk about who you had last year. So you had the mayor. Yeah. Yes. So last year, Mayor Helps opened the show for us, mm -hmm. and uh, and she will be there again this year. Great. So we are talking about uh, sustainability this year, and we'll be talking about how real estate and sustainability are really a hand-in-hand -hand conversation. And sustainability from the whole picture, um, how do we create more affordable housing? Uh, what are we doing transportation-wise to make sure that as we're growing our real estate portfolios and developing in the city that we're also tackling the transportation issues? Mm -hmm. So we're looking at having a number of people who will be speaking on that as well. Uh, we have people coming in from Edmonton. Edmonton's one of the fastest growing markets right now in Canada. Uh, lots of recovery happening in, in Alberta. And for people who can't necessarily afford to invest in Victoria, Edmonton could potentially be a good market that's not in their geographic base, mm -hmm. but a good area for them to get a good bang for their buck in terms of invest sure. investment. Yeah. Uh, Rick and Sherry, uh, Rick, uh, Rick Hugendorn and Sherry Krause from Royal LePage Coast Capital will be talking about uh, what's happening in the market locally uh, and also in terms of what the stress test uh, is impacting. Mm -hmm. There's so many changes that are coming that we'll have a lot of people there to talk about the changes and how those are going to impact people in the new year. Yeah, and, and last year as well, you had uh, uh, Tourism Victoria, mm -hmm. you had uh, contractors, you had um, mortgage people. We did. Um, yeah, a little yeah. bit of everything, right? Exactly. We even had uh, a travel company. You know, when people say, well, what does travel have to do with real estate? And what we like to talk about as well is the fact that real estate can be uh, a tool to help you improve your lifestyle. And all of us want to be able to travel more. And so it makes sense that if you're investing in real estate, you be ab you're able to travel a little bit more and have a little bit more freedom. So yes, we had mortgage brokers, insurance companies, accountants, lawyers, uh, contractors, staging companies, uh, small business help because really the real estate investor is a small business entrepreneur and they need to be able to set up their business. Properly. Yeah, so basically there was something for everyone. 
There was. Yeah, yeah. we're here with Liza Rogers. She's the organizer of the second annual Victoria Real Estate Investment Expo, which will be happening on March the 3rd, 2018, also at the Crystal Gardens, right? Yes. Perfect. Um, now, I want to touch on something because, yes, everyone's talking about real estate all the time, mm-hmm. and I get a lot of uh, comments and feedback, partly because we have this radio show, also because I've been selling real estate for a long time, uh, and I've been doing a lot of things out in the community, and one of the biggest issues is affordability, and there is a lot of resistance. Uh, there would be some who would say, well, you know, if you're putting on an event like this, you know, you're going to drive the real estate prices up. And I remember last year there was a protester outside of your event. She, you know, I was one of your speakers. So as I walked in, she handed me her, you know, flyer mm-hmm. that was talking about how uh, mean and nasty we were and everything. Um, how did that turn out? Tell, tell listeners Let's have a conversation about absolutely about affordability. And absolutely. All that. Well, I think one of the the first things that I have to be completely open and honest about is one of the reasons that this whole thing came up is because I am a person who had to leave Vancouver because of not being able to afford to live there. So you are a, you're a refugee. I'm a yeah. I'm a okay. I'm a Vancouver refugee. Right. I left Vancouver four years ago. Actually, five I years didn't ago. Know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've only been in Victoria for. Almost, it'll be four so you're years one of these February. mean people that have driven up the prices here. I'm one of these. But people. you're not Asian. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right. Uh, not that I know okay. of. You know who knows? Yes. We'll have to look at my my DNA <laughs> and find out. Yes. But but one of the I mean I started the Women's Real Estate Network because as a woman who travels and is single and had a contract job, I couldn't afford to buy a home without being creative. Yeah. So I had to immerse myself in learning about real estate and learning about different ways to do things so that I was able to afford to buy a home. So from that, from being able to help educate women, the expo grew out of that. Now, one of the things that I talk about with the expo, and we're really, really proud of this, is that we are really producing a holistic event. Mm -hmm. So, for example, 50% of the ticket proceeds go to the Greater Victoria Housing Society because they are one of the organizations in the city who is doing great work to make sure that people who do need access to affordable housing have it. Now, our protester last year, I actually joke around and say that she actually did us a huge favor because she said on the on the television on the news interview that giving giving money to the Greater Victoria Housing Society was kind of window dressing uh-huh. and in return Kay Millership the director yes. of the Greater Victoria Housing Society talked about what a great opportunity it was for the Greater Victoria Housing Society to be at the expo and talk about the fact that they needed to be able to develop these housing programs the government provides them with some money but mm-hmm. they also have to come to the table with some money that they've collected from investors on their own they wouldn't have necessarily had that opportunity had it not been for their partnership with the expo and organizations like that are looking for tips and ideas on acquisition of properties absolutely so they very much were one of the consumers that could have uh, that did benefit from this right absolutely and when you create these great public private partnerships where you're trying to make sure that everybody in the community is lifted and heard, that's really the way forward. Mm-hmm. Um, again, one of our protesters mentioned something about development and how we're developing too much. And we've got 90,000 people who are anticipated to move here to the island, I think before somewhere. 2030. Yeah. We've got to put them somewhere. And so, again, if we create 
sustainable buildings, if we work in public private I, I sense we're going to be talking more about this when we, we have our conversation mm-hmm. with Chris together. But listen, mm-hmm. we're going to take a quick little break. But before we do, yes. uh, where do people find more information about the Expo? So if you go to the website, victoriarealestateexpo.com, that's where you'll find the most information. We're also on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, and the tickets are available. Right now we have an early bird ticket price of $25. $25? $25. Oh, my goodness. I know. It's a bargain. Yeah. Well, and listen, uh, thanks for coming, uh, Liza. But like I said, stay right here because we're going to be com- uh, bring you back in in a couple minutes. Terrific. We're thanks, We're going to take Tony. a quick little break and back in a moment with Chris from Urban Concierge. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi, everyone. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show is brought to you in part by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services, Modern Mortgage Group, and Lori Zorn, insurance manager for Island Savings. Our guest now in the studio is Chris Gunn. Chris has a company called Urban Concierge Services Incorporated. Chris, thanks for coming. Thank you very much, Tony. I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, speak on your show and uh, enlighten some people on bridge accommodations, which we're really passionate about because it serves uh, a, quite a niche market in, in our communities. All right. Well, let's start with that. For those that don't know, what is bridge accommodation? Well, bridge accommodation serves more than just one market. It uh, primarily serves the realtor market where people will sell their home and won't have a place to live while they're either taking possession or waiting for a new build or renovation. And they typically either stay with friends or family and or a hotel. And we offer a service where they can laterally move into a home where they can bring their pets, in some cases uh, that's allowed, um, and that they can actually set up home for two months and function as a family. So we, we bridge their accommodation so they can get to the next part of their life. Yeah, that is one of the biggest concerns or stresses that people have because in a market that we've had in the past two years, owners pretty well know that they can sell their house relatively easily. But the, it's a double-edged sword because in a strong marketplace where they'll get a strong dollar and multiple offers on the sale of their house, they'll be faced with that as a buyer uh, next time uh, around as well, too. And the biggest question is lining up those dates so that they can move from one property to the next, which is the ideal scenario, but doesn't always happen. I've talked about that on the show before. We've had people live in RVs on their property or mom and dad's basement, like adults, adult kids living in mom and dad's basements. Uh, but your service uh, uh, helps bridge that gap. So uh, where do you find the properties? Like what, um, walk us through the process when somebody needs the service. Well, it's, it's uh First off, people have to be in the market to offer their properties for this service. And we seamlessly help people transition their home into a situation like this. So we'll help them stage it and and make recommendations so that the place is fa- uh, safe yeah. and that they're, uh, they can provide a comfortable environment so, for so people. So this would be somebody that owns a property that could either rent it out in yep. a traditional manner, like you know a month-to-month rent to somebody over time, yep. uh, or make it available... Um, for bridge accommodations like you're talking about here, right? That's correct. And uh, we we help people with right from A to Z. We even have a construction division that actually we can talk about later mm-hmm. that actually helps people build this scenario if they're interested in that type of market. And so people will find us on our, on our website, urbanconcierge.ca, and basically they'll contact us and say, we're looking for an accommodation from this point to this point. And uh, we look in our inventory, and we have a network of other um, short-term rental uh, operators that we can dive into into their network and to accommodate these people, and they basically uh, write a write an agreement with us 
uh, for their total stay, and we we accommodate them accordingly. That's great. So, and because uh, the other thing too is you take care of short-term vacation rentals, so the Airbnbs, things like that, right? Yeah, that's correct. That's a part of another part of our market uh, that serves mostly in the in the summertime when. Uh, tourists are wanting to come to the island and explore and, and enjoy part of our our beautiful island. Mm-hmm. And uh, we find the longer the people stay, uh, more chances they're going to buy some real estate. Uh, there's some <laughs> we s- like that. There's some yes. statistics. Uh, Maybe that- Eliza's protester won't like that, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's some statistics that support that uh, through the real estate agencies. Yeah. And uh, we look forward to those people uh, coming and staying with us um, on a regular basis, actually. We get a lot of return people that will come for vacations regularly because uh, they like the, you know, the choice, the convenience, and the value that uh, short-term vacation rentals do offer. Um, it's it's more like home, and they like being part of our community, mm-hmm. and so they get a really good opportunity to just fit in with us. You know, this this is a part of a of a of a large uh, conversation that hopefully we'll have with Liza after the break here uh, as well, because there again in the community there's a lot of resistance about short term rentals, about the fact that having these in the marketplace takes away uh, rental inventory, which Victoria does need. You know, we're below one percent now, uh, according to to the news and. Um, you know, services like yours, Chris, are, are here for a reason. And one of the things that I often say is that we are, we're the victims of our own success in many ways. Because, you know, you're talking about people wanting to come and stay. They want to come to Victoria. That's right. Right? And my ongoing joke, and I, I had my friend from uh, Regina on the line, or actually Winnipeg. I always say nobody goes to Winnipeg, right? <laughs> they all want to come to Victoria, and, and this is the reason why you know, we, we have what we have. We just need to figure out some ways to be equitable all around so that there is affordable housing, there is rental housing, there are things like that. Uh, anyways, I, I, we can talk more about that afterwards. People need to reach you, Chris. What's the best way? Uh, they can get a hold of me at uh, urbanconcierge.ca is our website, and they can also call me directly at uh, 778-678-0123. All right, so uh, who should be contacting you? So somebody who has a property who's thinking about doing something with it. That's right. Uh, someone that is looking at uh, obviously becoming a homeowner investor, uh, someone that lives in their property and has some either an empty nester or someone that uh, wants to develop their basement, a new build, and they want to supplement their income. Yeah. And we can help them with the whole process. Or an outside investor that's just coming into uh, Snowbird here. You know, they want a piece of property. They want to stay here three to five months. But the property is going to be vacant, and it's a great opportunity to keep those uh, vacancies um, uh, closed up with this, with our services, right? So Yeah, now just stepping back half a step, uh, so, so let's just say somebody has a house with an unfinished basement. I just saw one last week. Yeah. You know, they exist out there. <laughs> Some people say they don't, right? But there are uh, unfinished basements out there. Your contracting service, gun contracting services, you can actually help somebody plan it out, Yep. And you build the accommodation. That's correct. Right. Yeah. And of course, legally under the, you know, um, uh, whatever the municipality requires, right? Yeah. There's a core value when you do something like this. Yes. You know, we make sure that we operate legally, ethically, and morally, that we follow all building codes. Uh, there's uh, there's no uh, no benefit for us to cut corners. And that's not our reputation. 
and we have a very good reputation in all all uh, realms of our business to operate under those pretenses and uh, it's it's a it is a really good feel good moment that you can actually provide that service to people and when people do go to sell their homes in the future they don't have any un, unsigned permits that they have to deal with or some other issues or mm -hmm. liens or anything else like that and we make sure that w they have some good value when we are done uh, with their property and their project yeah, yeah so basically you're you're a full service shop because if somebody wants to bring that house or I should say that suite to the market for bridge accommodation or for uh, vacation rentals if the zoning permits uh, or or even just a regular um, traditional rental you guys can step in build that suite uh, and then take it the next step if they want to go right absolutely and uh, you know we've done some in-law suites for some uh, residents in the on the island currently mm -hmm. and uh, basically they've moved their uh, their retired parents in that uh, instead of them going to a home because it's difficult to get in there mm -hmm. they come we built them a suite and they moved into the basement and they're comfortable and everything is done above board yeah. and uh, again it's uh, it's a really feel-good moment so that when there's a return on their investment to sell it in the future they can and uh, there's nothing in the in the past chasing them. Now it just occurs to me as well too, because we're talking about bridge accommodation. Mm -hmm. There might be people that have that area in their house, and they don't intend to rent it out monthly in a traditional rental. They just like to rent it out occasionally. Yeah. Um, and this might fill the gap where we have people that need accommodation uh, in an emergency. Right. That's right. And we what we do is we help people uh, create a profile and the, the calendars don't always have to be on. So in the event that they want to either leave on a vacation or there's something untimely, like they might have a sick parent out of uh, at another province and they have to leave, they can call us and we'll turn their, their profile on mm -hmm. and we'll start taking bookings for them. So uh, it's it's kind of seamless. And then they know where their revenue is going to come from in the future. That's great. Now, uh, is it safe to say that you're looking for more bridge accommodation properties? Absolutely. We're always open for business. Okay. And uh, we really are passionate about what we do. Uh, we serve the community. Uh, first and foremost, uh, we want to have permission in the community to operate. And the best way to do that is to serve our community. And, and do it well. And we're, we're big fu fundraisers. So we raise money for the food banks, and, and there's some other things that we do uh, quarterly, raise money for MS and other uh, charity events that we've done in the past. And that is to show the community that we're not just there as a, a get-rich-quick scheme, as some people have called us, yeah. uh, as someone that is part of our community and that we are here to serve the community, first and foremost, uh, because we need places for these people to go. And it's not always six months or a year. Least. It could be two months. It could, it could be, be two months. months. Yeah. And we've incurred uh, you know, uh, a divorce situation recently where people, a gentleman was, uh, him and his wife split up and he had two kids and they needed a place to, uh, to, to go. Well, let's pick that, uh, that conversation up. We've got to take a quick little break sure. here. Uh, Chris Gunn with Urban Concierge Services. We'll be back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hey there, this is The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We've been talking today about the Victoria Real Estate Investment Expo with Liza Rogers and also bridge accommodations with Chris Gunn from Urban Concierge Services. Thanks again, guys, for coming back. Great to You're be welcome. here. Uh, Chris, I want to continue on really quickly on the conversation we were having just before the break. You sure. gave a story, which I have seen many times before. It's not necessarily real estate related, not like there's a sale necessarily involved, but every once in a while in a family restructuring. 
yeah. where somebody needs accommodation for a little while, especially if there's kids or pets involved, it is difficult to find accommodation. Absolutely. And, and you know, it's usually untimely uh, when these events happen. Not planned. And not planned. Yeah. Not planned at all. And uh, we do get the odd phone call where people, uh, you know, their marriage broke up or their situation is, uh, is becoming estranged and they need a place right away and they have children and pets and uh, bridge accommodations can feel that fill that niche very quickly yeah, because they're walking into a furnished property right and it's 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 out of the box ready to go yeah it's rental ready bring your suitcase and your food and you're and you are set up uh, everything's included your Wi-Fi your heat your water yeah. uh, so not having to worry about setting up new accounts and all that that's correct and that's uh, that's a really good point because we've had people that have had really terrible credit like terrible credit they couldn't uh, they would have to pay thousands of dollars to get their hydro and stuff hooked up with their traditional accommodation mm -hmm. and uh, furthermore they don't have a good reference so they come to a bridge accommodation situation we vet our people to mm -hmm. make sure they're going to treat our our uh, investors yeah. property properly and we also do uh, uh, like a mid-stay clean for the owners to come in every two weeks and clean the property so we can see what's going on but what ends up happening is we give these people an opportunity to get into these properties and kind of, you know, uh, s go through their, their issues and try to find a long-term solution. Mm -hmm. And we've had scenarios where other uh, homeowners say, we'll, we'll take them on long-term because they pay the rent on time, they treat the property properly, and they're great people. They just are in a really tight spot, and it's a great feeling to provide that type of service from a short-term to a long-term wow. rollover. So so these, so people that have had some sort of circumstance in the past that, that has negatively affected them, and they need that um, helping hand, yeah. and, and um, an opportunity like this could exist. That That's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's not only just short-term. There's opportunities where investors will see that the people that are in their property are actually treating the, their their investment correctly yeah. and are abiding by the rules and obviously they're not in a really good position to be not doing that that the the, the homeowner will or the landlord will end up uh, letting them stay on a longer term which will refer the, them directly to the landlord and then they can do a long-term uh, tenancy yeah and you know you touched on something just a moment ago that uh, that I'm aware of and it um, it seems to me that properties that are short-term um, uh, rentals actually can often be better in better shape, better condition because of the fact that they get a, a regular um, cleaning because, you know, when, when it's a traditional long-term rental, the landlord may not look at the property for 12 months or 24 months or even longer, right? Which is, which is a really bad thing for their insurance because yeah. if you look at your homeowner insurance, even as a landlord, you should inspect your property every 30 days. And if you don't... Uh, from my knowledge, you will lose your insurance oh. uh, because you're not checking your sump pumps and you're not checking their their investment that they're protecting. So it's important that you go every 30 days. With our system, we do always check our properties. And your property actually appreciates because we take care of all the little things that get broken along the way, uh, you know, a broken door hinge or yeah. those type of things. And with the contracting division, yeah. we're able to upkeep your property uh -huh. uh, at, at the standard that you give it to us and better uh, so that when you get it back, it's actually in better shape than what you give it to yeah, us. I was, I was laughing a moment ago because I, I, I recently we had a condo where the um, faucet, one of the faucets in the second bathroom, 
uh, wasn't working. And I asked the tenant, I said, well, how long has it been broken? And they go, it's been two years. <laughs> oh, wow. Right. And they just, they don't, it, yeah. Whereas something like this, it would be taken care of, right? Abs- absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And w- with a long term, uh, you know, they have up to 10% per year is acceptable damage. And if you look at a $500,000 piece of property, it's a lot of money. After five years, you can write off half of the value and it's acceptable to the landlord tenancy. I don't think that's acceptable for investors and or for people that are staying. It gives everyone a real bad rap when oh. it comes to the accommodations and to the tenancy uh, agreements. So if we could actually come to some kind of common ground on that, that would be a lot better for both industries, short term and long term. Got it. Got it. Common ground. That's really important. Shifting over to Liza, uh, we were talking about the Victoria Real Estate Investment Expo. Something that we haven't talked about on our conversation today is the Real Estate Investment Network. Right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and and so this is an organization. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah. So my Women's Real Estate Network, yep. um, I founded it a couple of years ago, and it really just grew out of meeting a lot of women in particular who were having a really hard time getting into the industry uh, or, or sorry, getting into a home ownership. So as I mean, when I first moved to Victoria, I was looking at buying a guest house. And that was one of the things that I had planned on doing for a long time. And as I was having this conversation with young women and women who were either widowed or divorced, they were saying, oh, gosh, that would really help me with my income because I'm working full time and you know we're still hitting a glass ceiling for a lot of women in in Canada and women need to be able to make up some of that wage gap and so an income property like a guest house or an Mm -hmm. Airbnb is a great way to do that so we really grew this women's real estate network out of this need for women to be able to find some creative way to make income from a property so I bought my house Uh, with two young women and we have it on Airbnb and we actually bought a really quirky house that sat on the market for four years. Oh my, okay. When I talk to realtors about this property, they say, oh, I know, you bought that place? (laughs) And so, uh, yeah, we did. We bought a really quirky house. It's six bedrooms, four bathrooms and I live there and uh, one of my co-owners lives there and then we have two rooms that we rent out on Airbnb. You know, it occurs to me on on our show here and all the time we've been on, I've never had a conversation about co-ownership. Oh. Yeah. And and this, you know, co-ownership is, it's, I could, I mean, we could, I could talk about this for a day. Yeah. I think one of the things that, that's easy to think about is it's only been in the last hundred years in North America that people have needed to own their own home. Before then, you lived with your family, you lived in the village, you lived on the farm. This whole idea of owning a, a, a 2,000 or 3,000 square foot home to yourself is, is still fairly new yeah. when we look at ownership over the long term. And so if you look at the global market, so for example, I had lived in Australia before I moved to uh, Victoria. Home co-ownership is very normal in Australia. The banks even have mortgages that they've had for probably 20 years on co-ownership. So if I want to buy a home with a friend and I want to insure that home, I don't have to jump through as many hoops as I do here in Canada because it's still kind of a new concept, right? But it, it just makes so much sense. I mean, if I own a property with someone, and especially someone like me who I still love to travel, I'm single, I, I'm a remote worker, I want to be able to work in a sunny part of the world. If I co-own my home with someone, 
that person is going to take as much responsibility for my home as I am. Yeah. And so if I go away for three or six months, I know my home is in good shape. Worry about. Yeah. Exactly. I've got nothing to worry about. Um, and there are a lot of people who are choosing to be single these days. And so it's a great way for people who are single to be able to actually get into the market with other people. Yeah, well, you know, over the years, I've had people that have asked about that. But mm-hmm. as you as you've mentioned, the thing is, it's not um, it's a, it's a little more complicated than mm-hmm. I think the traditional banks are are used to looking at. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's getting to be a bit less complicated now, um, and the it's another one of those things where when you get creative and you you draw up a contract for a co ownership or a joint venture agreement. Once you have that and you take that to a lawyer and you take that to a bank, it makes more sense. But you have to do it properly. So it's just like anything else. If you're going to form a business partnership with someone, you're going to take it to a lawyer, you're going to draft up an agreement, and you're going to make sure that you have your responsibilities laid out clearly and your roles and responsibilities and how you're going to operate. It's exactly the same thing with a home. And so what a great opportunity to be able to say, hey, you know, here's three or four people who would have to continue renting, but now they have an opportunity to buy. You know, I'm loving this conversation. I think we need to come back at this at some point because I have to say there's been so much, um, there's been so much buzz locally mm-hmm. here in the community about people being unhappy about the fact that they're never going to be able to own a house mm-hmm. in Greater Victoria. And it is true, it's expensive. But that doesn't mean that there aren't more creative ways to do so, right? So people can look at, condos and there's been a lot more condo purchases the Mm -hmm. reason why the condo market has been busy for the past year we see it also in toronto and vancouver as well the condo markets are crazy because Mm -hmm. people are moving away from the home as their first you know they're they're not saying they're never going to own a home but they're saying they're they're getting into the market by buying a condo but then we're talking about what 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 you've done which is the whole co-ownership thing which i think is really neat Well, and not only with the condos, but also, I mean, we live in the city of Victoria where we actually have some pretty large homes. And so what are we going to do with these? Because we do value our heritage homes and we do value some of that history. But again, if we take women outliving men, there's a lot of women who are widowers who live in these five, six bedroom homes Mm -hmm. and they don't necessarily want to give them up. Um, so what if they co-own them with other people? I mean, there's some great studies going on in, uh, in I think it's in the Netherlands, uh, where they're actually putting young people, university students, into homes uh, living with uh, older senior citizens. And it's citizens. a good thing for the seniors, And right? it's a great thing for everybody yeah. because people just learn how to build community. And, and that's really, I mean, when it comes down to it, that's what it's all about. Yeah. It all comes back to building community, uh, having some kind of a level playing field, making sure that people have a quality of life, whether they're renting or owning or sharing or whatever it is. It all comes back to being able to live and 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 thrive in the community. That so, you if anybody to be wants in. more ideas about this type of living, they're going to need to come, right? Yes. So, the the Victoria Real Estate Investment Expo again, uh, March the third, and Liza, people need more information. How do they find it? So please come to the website, the victoriarealestateexpo.com, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing people there. I'm sure you're going to be there, I will Tony. be there. I will be there. Absolutely. <laughs> Chris will be there as well. I'll be there. Absolutely. Mayor Good. Helps will be there. Lots of great people will be there. So just moving back to Chris here before we wrap up for the show. First of all, Liza has determined that she's going to outlive both you and I, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a fact of life, right? Um, uh, but just to touch uh, really quickly uh, again on your business, we talked about the bridge accommodation. Uh, I want to remind people, too, that you take care of short-term uh, vacation rentals as well. 
well, right? That's correct. Yeah, so your website is? UrbanConcierge.ca. Yeah, and your phone number? Is 778-678-0123. Great. Well, listen, guys, thanks very much for coming. Great conversation. Like I said, I think this is one of those we could talk a lot more because they're both relevant. The bridge accommodation, short-term, you know, uh, social restructuring, and then talking about uh, co-ownership. This is one of the reasons why I love doing this show, because new things come up all the time. And I'm glad the listeners continue to listen as well, too. Uh, thank you guys for coming. Um, this is me, Tony Joe, with The Whole Home Show. Uh, and I'll be here for you guys this time next week.